0: I'm Kales and I'm Allison and this is Why We YA. Today's episode is going to be about why we read. Thank you so much for joining us. This is
1: our new attempt at creating a podcast just for readers. Allison and I are avid, avid (laughs) YA readers for lack of a better term. And we found that there is no real podcast that is just for readers by readers. A lot of them have to do with publishing or writing, and we just really want to talk about YA books from their importance and the literary side of them all the way to just fangirling about who the hottest new YA boy is. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) Not at all. The other thing that I just want to mention before we move on is that Allison and I are both in our Early to mid twenties, and we really grew up as the YA genre grew up, which was another reason that we wanted to create this podcast. Was that we feel like it impacted our lives as children and made us readers, and I think it still is something that impacts us today as adults. And we realize the importance of it and how vital it is to teenagers and to adults and and you know twenty somethings. And there are so many. We even have at our in our district YA book. Clubs for For adults. adults, Mm -hmm. So I just want to mention that for our ages, too, and that we really like this stuff. (laughs) And we kind of know what we're talking about to a certain degree.
0: Well, and that's another thing, too, that we noticed as we were scouring the podcast scene. um, We noticed that all the YA podcasts were being put on by publishers and authors and writers, and they were all adults, but, like, real, real adults, like,
1: Yeah, we don't consider ourselves adults. (laughs) Not quite. I'm like
0: an adult, but like... um, um, Yeah, right? Like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) Like, yeah, so we really wanted to get away from, like, the publishing aspect of YA because it's such a weird angle when you're only a reader and you're not writing to really talk about what is important as a reader. What do we care about? Why do we care about it?
1: Exactly and this is not to deter any of you YA writers out there too because in order to be a YA writer you have to read YA. So for us this is really the start of it and we really just want to talk about what we love in YA, what we hate, tropes and everything in between. And for us this first episode we just wanted to introduce ourselves and let you know why we read. Why we read what we read. So in this episode what we're going to be doing is we have five questions for each other that we have not given each other, which is gonna be questions. <laughs> secret questions, which is gonna be really fun to get sort of these off-the-cuff honest answers so that you guys can learn a little bit more about us and we can learn a little bit more about each other. But first, we're gonna give you a bit of our backgrounds. Allison, you wanna start?
0: Sure. So I have read for basically my entire life, um, <laughs> which has, over the course of time, led into me pursuing a degree as a librarian. So I work in a library, I'm in grad school, which is hard, and... Um,
1: You'll probably hear her lament about that a lot. <laughs>
0: uh, but I'm almost done, so that's awesome. And I read adult, and I read middle grade, and I read YA most of all those things. And out of those things, fantasy most out of all the things. So. She's not a
1: big contemporary person. No, so I'm,
0: Which is contrasted a little to Kales, so it's going to be an interesting dichotomy there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm Kales, uh, most well known from Kales Corner, which is my booktube channel, and you guys should check it out. Kales Corner is one of my main platforms to talk about all different types of reading, but the biggest thing that I'm known for is Book Battles, which is the booktube Jeopardy style game show, which is really exciting, and I'm also very excited because our next episode is going to be May 22nd at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and we're going to be hosting three YA authors, uh, Gwenda Bond, Colleen Oaks, and Brianna Shroom, which is super exciting, and I can't freaking wait. Just a little bit about me as a person, um, if you guys don't watch my channel, uh, my real name is McKaylee, just in case you ever hear Allison <laughs> call me that on accident. It might, it might <laughs> happen, but uh, Kales is a nickname of mine. I taught myself to read at age two, and I haven't really stopped since. Uh, I also work at the same library that Allison does, but I'm not a librarian. I actually do programming for the library, so I'm in charge of things like summer reading and author events, and I am also going to be going to grad school in the fall. Hopefully, fingers crossed, (laughs) we're still waiting for that acceptance letter. Not for library studies, again, for more like communications and in leadership in the arts, so to speak. Because I'm also a theater nerd, so that'll come up several times as well. Why don't we also talk about what we're reading before we?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: before we go into our questions for each other.
0: Okay, I'm. Should we talk about all everything we're reading, or just why that we're reading?
1: Uh, I, I could talk me. about everything I'm reading. That's fine.
0: Okay. So right now I'm reading Daughter of Smoke and Bone, and I'm like yes. super behind on that train.
1: You so are.
0: I'm a little. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm like 50% of the way through and the main love interest just like professed a weird amount of emotion. I felt it was weird. But um, anyway, so I'm reading that and it's good. And then I'm also reading Silent in the Grave, which is by Deanna Rayborn. It's like an adult historical mystery series. And so far, it's super awesome. It's like romance mystery. I'm trash for those, so... <laughs> is that the one
1: with the really cool steampunk covers
0: on it? No, it's, oh. it's like, straight-up historical. There's no magic, which is uh, soft, a departure for me. I was going to say,
1: that's really weird it, for you. It is. I'm
0: actually kind of weirdly getting into mysteries, historical mysteries that don't have magic. I don't know, it feels wrong. Oh,
1: we've got some uh, Victorian vixens that we're going to talk about later that will be great recommendations for you if you stay on that train. For me, I am in the middle of three different books right now, (laughs) and one of them not really, and I apologize ahead of time to my boyfriend. Um, (laughs) One is The People's History of the United States, which he has been asking me to read since I think we started dating three years ago, and I am trying to work my way through it. Um, are you listening or are you reading? I'm listening, which you is slower. I know, I'm really, but ugh, it's hard. Anyway, regardless, <laughs> I'm working on it. And I'm learning a lot, though, just learning about how white people are crappy and have completely <laughs> taken over the country. Because right now I'm just, where like Columbus is killing all the Indians ever, and it's really depressing. Um, which is partly also why I don't want to continue reading it. But on the YA side of things, I'm currently reading Emperor Mage, which is the third in the Immortals trilogy by Tamora Pierce. It's not a trilogy, excuse me, the Quartet, uh, Emperor Mage, which I'm thoroughly enjoying getting back into Tamora Pierce, partly Allison's fault. But I did read Alana as a kid. I'm just continuing with the world of Tortal. I'm also reading Never Never by Brianna Shroom who, like I said, is going to be on Book Battles. And this is the origin story of James Hook and Peter Pan's origin story. And I'm enjoying it so far, um, especially because I'm not a fan of the Peter Pan story, which, again, should be another episode where I just rant about the origins of that. But (laughs) that's for another time. So that's what we're reading. And like I said, this time, we are going to ask each other questions. Don't look at my questions. I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) trying not to cheat here. My bad. So that being said... Why don't you go first? You
0: want me to ask first? Yes. Okay. What book made you a reader? I know this is really hard. I picked oh really hard ones.
1: Gosh, you did pick really hard ones. Cause like I said, I mentioned in my intro, I taught myself how to read at age two, which is why I'm such a crappy speller. Because I just memorized words. I don't know phonics at all. My go-to is Harry Potter, but that's not true because I was a huge reader before Harry Potter. And some of the books that I loved as a kid was Emily Rhoda. Like anything Emily Rhoda wrote. Which she wrote the Del Toro Quest series, Fairy Realm, Rowan of Rin, who was my first book boyfriend, (laughs) and those were big. They're they're kind of like the Magic Treehouse series level, um, or Bailey School Kids. That's another one that I loved so much as a kid. Those early style ones, like that weren't quite those first chapter books that weren't really early reader and yet weren't quite junior fiction but were still so good and so impactful. And I remember Del Toro Quest was like one of the best fantasy series I'd ever had. And it was about this kingdom that got destroyed. And these three kids had to go find these jewels to save the future king, who they didn't even know who he was. And there's magic, and it, this world was insane. And um, have Oh, they're so great. I own all eight of them. And they're just, like I said, the little chapter books, and I love them. And Rowan of Rin* was also really cool because I... Loved that he was different. It was about this town of these, like, macho people who worked really hard. And he, of course, was this scrawny little brunette, brainy child. And very much like the Hobbit, a dragon is terrorizing their town. So they compile a group of people. And I forget why he's special, but he has to go with them for some reason and try and help defeat this dragon. That's the first one. That's not even the rest of it. And And
0: how long is that series?
1: It's five books, and again, they're really short, just cute little first chapter books. And so I would say those. Emily Rhoda is a huge author in my life, and I wish I could meet her <laughs> at some point someday um, because she was a big deal. That's, awesome. Those, I think, are the books that made me a reader. Weird. <laughs> I'm going to get all nostalgic in this episode. So I was going to ask you, what was the first iconic book that you can remember reading that wasn't Harry Potter for you?
0: foiled um what is foiled no like you foiled me because oh. that is the first iconic book I remember reading well no and I know
1: that about you but um, that's why I was wondering like what what other iconic book in your life it doesn't sure. have to be that level of iconic around the world because I don't think anything else matches it
0: honestly one of the first well okay I can do it both okay. iconic for me and iconic globally one of the first books I read that was like classic was The Hobbit. I read The Hobbit when I was, I don't know, nine or something like that.
1: I read it in like fourth grade too. Yeah,
0: and I was just like, this is awesome. And I think also the movie, the Lord of the Rings movies were coming out at that time, and I was like, I need the origin story of this, which I'm not like Tolkien crazy. I'm not going to read The Summerillion, but um, I have.
1: Or I have it. I own it. I haven't. Finished I don't think
0: it. I could handle it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. That'd be okay. too dry for me. No, um, it's okay.
1: I own yeah. it at least.
0: Yeah. But so the Hobbit was really like impactful in my kind of exploration of fantasy too as a genre because I didn't have a lot of exposure to high high fantasy as a kid, um, until that point.
1: The Hobbit I remember for me it was a big deal too. But I had to go even earlier than that because that one crossed my mind because I remember my teacher read it aloud in class to us. Okay. And it was the coolest flipping thing. And then that cartoon that yeah. they had. Did you ever watch the cartoon
0: yeah. Hobbit? Super yeah. creepy.
1: Super creepy. <laughs> but really cool. And I remember being so excited because I got all the riddles right as a of fourth course grader.
0: I, did. I mean that's like your entire life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I like trivia and riddles? Imagine. Imagine that. So anyway, I think it's your turn to give me a question.
0: What was your first YA book?
1: That wasn't Harry Potter? That
0: wasn't Harry Potter, because technically... Harry Potter's not Harry YA.
1: Harry Potter is not YA. What is my first YA book? Um, no, I... Oh, Lord. Scott Westerfield's Uglies. That's what it is. Uglies is my first YA book i no, Midnighters, screw that, forget it. Midnighters is actually my first YA book. I knew it was Scott Westerfield, and I was like, it can't be Uglies. It might've been Uglies, like somewhere around that time. I was obsessed with Scott Westerfield, and I'm still obsessed with Scott Westerfield. Midnighters was my jam. And I distinctly remember that in Uglies. And I remember Uglies because I read Uglies and then I read Pretties. And I threw Pretties across the room. I was so (laughs) upset with the ending. And any of you who know, know that ending. And I didn't read specials or extras. I still to this day refuse to read the rest of that series because it pissed me off so much, the ending of Pretties. But that being said, it was a very impactful book in that sense. But then I read Midnighters trilogy, which was just as epic and just as heartbreaking. But I did finish it. And I just remember thinking to myself, that was like the first time also that I got into fandoms. Because when we talk about a Harry Potter episode, you'll find that I didn't really get into the Harry Potter fandom until I was in my 20s. I read it within my family. But like Midnighters, I went on to online forums and like researched, was it going to be a TV show or a movie? And like did fan theories as the books were coming out. Like it was a whole thing for me. Um, and I remember distinctly going to the YA section of my library and looking for Scott Westerfeld and that led me to so Yesterday and Peeps and all of the rest of his really creepy books. Don't ask me why but it, it probably made me love urban fantasy as much as yeah. I do. What, what is your first YA book? That's hilarious that you, we came up with the same questions. <laughs> well
0: that's an easy one to like come up with. Mm-hmm. Answer. I think this could be wrong because that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. My mother used to work in a library from the time I was like eight to the time I was probably 14. So this is really the period of time when I started reading YA. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking up to the YA shelving unit for the first time and like looking behind me and like being freaked out that like I was gonna get in trouble or like it was gonna be weird. Obviously it was fine and my mom's awesome so she was like, what do you want? But I think my first truly and this is gonna surprise you.
1: It is. I, I'm really looking forward to it because my guess, I feel like, is wrong. It's so wrong. Okay. I'm, there's no
0: way. Okay. Uh, my first true YA book that I ever read was Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. No! <laughs> yeah. Yes. I loved it when I was like 12. Oh my god. When I reading Yeah. That's
1: hilarious. I mean,
0: I think that I would hate them. Not hate. That's a strong word. Yeah. I don't think that I would like them now because I've really changed. Kind of what I read.
1: I'm shocked it's a
0: contemporary. I know. <laughs> but I think part of it I think part of it was, first of all, I was twelve or thirteen and so yeah. I was like this title is so scandalous. Right. Okay. Um and I I think I kinda of went into reading YA at first thinking that it was and it really was kind of only contemporary. Yeah. For a long time. For a long time. Um there was a few, you know fantasy authors, but not Not a lot. Not like it is now, where it's like really 50-50. Very, very much so. Yeah, so yeah, I think I kind of came in like, well, I'm going to read a book from this section. And so I picked one, and I I liked it. And probably the first book I read, like, in a British accent in my head. Because she's British. Yes. That's a whole other thing. I love it. Okay, let's see. Question
1: number three.
0: Number three. (laughs) It's relevant to that number. Okay. What are your top three fandoms?
1: Harry Potter, hands down, easily, to the nth degree. I'm going to be showing you all of these. Things. Oh, interesting. Okay, Harry Potter's insta-first, always, forever, Potterhead. Yes. Um, I used to be huge in the Doctor Who fandom, and then Stephen Moffat ruined it. But So I just want to mention that, that I am a Whovian, and I love it. And I love Firefly, but I'm not really a brown coat. I don't know. I have, like, my toes in a lot of different fandoms. It doesn't have
0: to be, like, fandoms that are really active on the internet. Just, like...
1: Oh, well, then anything Scott
0: Westerfeld writes
1: and anything Allie Carter writes. I am a huge Allie Carter fan. I had her... uh, Hers was, like, another early YA one that I read, which she writes the Gallagher Girl series and Heist Society and Embassy Row series, and I once got her to sign all of my books... I've been to her author signings, like, two or three times in my life, and I love her books. They're so cheesy and so silly, but I don't care. Um, Yes, any day, all day, all the time, and I'm a huge nerd for those. Awesome. So let's go with that. Was Was that three? Did I
0: say three? Yeah, you said three. I was going to guess Rick Riordan.
1: Oh, you know, that's another... Yeah, because I own all of his books, and he's another insta-buy for me, too. yeah, okay, (laughs) Allie Carter. (laughs) Allie... But see, it's got Westerfield. Okay. Okay. Harry Potter, Rick Riordan definitely, because he, I love his worlds, except the King Chronicles can go burn in a hole somewhere. And <laughs> tell us how you really do. I hate those book series. <laughs> They're terrible. The King Chronicles is like just a black mark on Rick Riordan's uh, resume. And I... The other thing about that one is that my fandoms are really close to my heart because they either have to do with my family or my friends. Like, again, I was not an internet fandom person until college, and for me, Rick Riordan's books were a great way to connect with my younger brother and my mom, who read them as well. Um, I don't know if my sister ever read them. And Allie Carter, me and my best friend Amanda at the time in middle school and high school read them together and loved them. And she and I actually gotten into a car accident going to our Allie Carter signing. And so we were last in line, and Ellie Carter spent an extra 20 minutes with us, which was so kind. That's awesome. I know. We were both safe. It was fine. But it was just a huge inconvenience. <laughs> and then it worked out. And then it worked out. Very awesome. Yeah. Author time. Um, my question has to do along those same lines. And what is your biggest fangirl moment? Oh, God.
0: <laughs> it's got to be Harry Potter, but i got to think about which one I want But I need a which moment. Which one of them. Yeah,
1: is. I need a moment.
0: Probably. My biggest fangirl moment with Harry Potter was when I got my Harry Potter tattoo. Fair, like that's like a permanent. That is alteration a thing of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but second would be,
1: uh, she has a tattoo of the Deathly Hallows. Just to let you guys know, it's not yeah. like a Harry's face or something. <laughs> that would be
0: terrifying. <laughs> no, it's Deathly <laughs> Hallows. But probably the second, just to round it out, because that's kind of a boring one, um, is when I midnight premiere or midnight release parties for Harry Potter books are amazing,
1: always and forever,
0: um, and so. My friends, a group of us, went, and I was Fleur Delacour. One of my friends was Hedwig, and Mm -hmm. she won the costume contest because that's amazing. Yeah. And then another one of my friends was the fat lady. Yes, that's right. You were telling me about that. Yeah, so she, like, carried (laughs) a a huge, like, gold gilt frame around all night. And so that's probably the second one. That's... The more fun one.
1: Yeah, that's... God, Harry Potter nights. Harry Potter premiere nights. It made me wish it. I really missed it like when Court of Mist and Fury came out. Not Court of Mist and Fury, Court of Wings and Ruin came yeah. out. I was like, why are we not having a midnight release party for this? It's big enough and it made me so sad because I was like, I would have gone to that. I just feel like it's not a thing anymore. I know. It's not a
0: thing that bookstores do. And it makes me so sad because they were so much
1: fun. Yeah, I recently we did like the last one I remember was Cursed Child, but then before that I did Breaking Dawn.
0: Right, yeah. And that's it. Like Twilight was the end of it. That
1: I know. Which is so
0: weird to me. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Maybe it was just a Harry Potter
0: Twilight thing. I think because Harry Potter was so popular with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like, oh, like fantasy people love this. It was literally everyone. It was
1: everyone. Um,
0: and it was so prolific that they felt it was justified maybe. Everyone. Yeah, I don't know. J.K. Rowling is still, like Harry Potter is still number two on New York Times bestseller Series list for 424 weeks. In a row. My God. I know. I was like, well, give up your spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, let someone else have a turn. Wow. I know. It's amazing. Okay.
1: I think it's question number four, your question turn. Question
0: number four, my turn. Who has had the most influence in you becoming a reader throughout your life?
1: My mother. Instant. Um, my mother, and then seconded by my grandmother. Um, my entire family is readers. They all are which is very rare, I realized, when, again, I got to college and was like, what do you mean your entire family didn't read Harry Potter? (laughs) Um, No, we did, and we would have reading parties because all my cousins lived really close and my aunts and my uncles and everybody read it, and, like, once you finished Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, you had to go outside and talk about it. You weren't allowed to be in the house. And we owned three copies of four, five, six, and seven because my mother, my father, and I could not wait. My siblings were a little too young at the time, But my sister has since read them all, my brother's working on it. But they've all seen the movies, and we went to the movie premieres and stuff. But my mother, in particular, is a huge reader. And, like, one time when we moved into our house in Colorado, um, my dad built bookshelves in our basement that are, like, ingrained in our wall bookshelves for my mom and her storage of books. And then my grandparents, her parents, have an entire room in one of their houses that has nothing in it except a single armchair, a lamp, a suit of armor, and the rest are bookshelves from floor to ceiling. Bookshelves.
0: My mom is probably the same for me. Um, really, I mean, I've always like been super into reading and stories even mm. when I was like, you know, a very small child. I actually still have the the book that I made my parents read to me eight million times. It's so decrepit, like <laughs> it's like held together with all this tape. Yes. Um, but once my mom started working in the library, I was lost to society. Like, that was it. Bye. There's no, like, turning There's no back.
1: Way. Well, yeah, my family, too. I was just telling Allison this on the way here because it's really hot outside. Um, I was like, yeah, we don't have air conditioning at my house. And so when I was a kid, we just walked to the library and spend literally all day in the library. We'd go to lunch at Sonic, and we'd spend all day in the library. You could take a nap. You could be on the computer. You could read books. And we would usually basically abuse it for the air conditioning. But my question number four for you is what – author signing has had the most impact on you?
0: I don't go to author signing. You don't? No. We're going to change okay, that. Okay, so let's see. The only author signing I've been to is Gail Herriger. And I don't know why I didn't know this about you. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just not something I've ever like done. I think people didn't come to my, authors didn't come to my hometown in Missouri. Yeah. So I didn't go, like there wasn't really the opportunity and then so and never, since you
1: moved here, we haven't we haven't really gone, have right, we? I've never
0: been like plugged into the network for
1: that. Oh my god, we have to change that. Um, because I've been going designing since I was a child. But anyway, so that question's kind of a dud. What are your favorite tropes in YA? You totally. I was gonna say, what are your least favorite
0: tropes? Oh my gosh, was my last
1: question. <laughs> All right, so let's both answer it then. So Pretty my, much. yeah, why not? Okay. So my favorite like go-to tropes are. I'm a huge fan of Chosen Ones. The Hero's Journey is always a good solid for me. Give me three. Three, okay. We'll limit
0: it so it's not like... Yeah.
1: Chosen One is a good one for me. I love The Mentor, but that goes along with, like, Hero's Journey. I always hate it when The Mentor dies, but I'm a huge fan of The Mentor. And I love cheesy sidekicks because I always want to read novellas or extra spin-off stories about sidekicks, always and forever from the different perspectives. That's why I like Christopher Moore, and while he's not YA, his book's about, like, Biff, Christ's childhood friend, or Fool, who's the Fool from King Lear, are some of my favorites because it's like, yes, I want to hear this story from someone else's perspective and I love that.
0: I feel like Christopher Moore isn't YA, but a lot he of writes people, like YA. He does it's
1: write like YA, fast-paced. just with a
0: lot more cuss words yeah. <laughs> and dirty jokes. Right, but like think about some of the way books that are coming out now. Oh yeah, it's true. But yeah, so he he writes so fast-paced and it's just fun. It's hilarious. Which is the best part about Way. I love it.
1: What are your three favorite tropes?
0: And then we'll do least favorites. Okay. My three favorite tropes are probably um, enemies to lovers. Yes. Uh, I love that trope. I don't know why. It gets me every time. It's got to be natural, insta- prize,
1: It's very Pride and Prejudice. You yeah. know what I mean? It goes back. It's so classic. It's such a classic. It can't be instant, though. It's got to no, be, like, not the entire book. That's actually one of the ones I hate is this insta-love. Yeah. Can't stand insta-love.
0: It's, like, the entire book is spent going from... Hating each other, to tolerating each other, to friends, to lovers. Like, yes. my favorite. Do you want to think of ones that aren't about romance? That's okay. Romance is really big in like, my. I need romance in books, otherwise I'm like, what is the point of See, this? and I'm the other way around. I'm like, I
1: love it when books don't necessarily have romance. Like, Mindy frickin' McGinnis does a great job of having books that aren't about romance, but they're about, like, different types of love with, like, In a Handful of Dust. It's about these female relationships, or Madness So Discreet, it's this great friendship between a man and a woman, and ah so good we're gonna have a lot of fun debates on this aren't yeah.
0: we <laughs> the sassy best friend yes always sassy, sassy best, best friend. Friends. i am the book i'm currently reading daughter of Smoke and Bone. the best friend is my favorite character she's fantastic <laughs> what's oh, her name i forget oh uh, zuzana her name is zuzana that's it um and i love her so much she's so mean and
1: just just sassy. hilarious
0: and she's tiny and i just love it yeah
1: so we've got in a uh, love uh enemies to love interests Sassy best best friend.
0: And then I think maybe, like, I don't know if this is really a trope, but I've been finding it a lot in Sarah D. Mass's books, and I really love it, which is, like, uh, villain to hero.
1: Oh, yeah. But not as the main
0: character. I don't want to read about villain. Like, I don't want to read villain origins. You don't want to read, yeah. But, like...
1: Like an anti-hero.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so somebody who starts off on the wrong side of a conflict or is at least mean kind of comes over to the protagonist side.
1: My quick dislikes are I can't stand love triangles. I can't stand insta-love. And (laughs) I sound like such a prude. Um, (laughs) I can't stand insta-love. I can't stand love triangles. And recently I've been struggling with um, like superpowers in YA. And that's not like a trope. That's not a trope.
0: You don't like the training montage for, like, no, superheroes? No,
1: because it's also just, it, it doesn't take enough time. I know that sounds silly, but, like, it's like, boom, I can suddenly control myself.
0: Yeah. Okay, what are my my least favorite tropes? Mm-hmm. Um, love triangles, 100%. I hate yes! them. Yes, let's
1: just have an entire episode bashing love triangles.
0: I hate them. Yes. There are very few instances where they work. The village, villain origin stories. Oh, yeah, you just said I that just one. I don't buy it. I, I, I don't know. I've read a few of them, and I'm, like,
1: I will say I'm not a big fan of those either. Like, I didn't like Young Elites, and I didn't really like, interest. yeah, I didn't like Ferris either. Oh, is that one? I haven't read that one. Ferris is,
0: oh yeah, because you haven't read
1: the Lunar Chronicles. No. Um, I feel like this podcast is, is
0: making me sound like I don't read YA. No, it's okay. She does.
1: <laughs> she does, I promise. She does. She just doesn't necessarily read all hyped YA. Um, and sometimes the only reason I do is Booktube. But, no. Um, Levana, Queen Levana is the evil queen equivalent okay. in the Lunar Chronicles and Ferris does her novella backstory, villain origin story, and I thought it was bull. Oh, <laughs> you found it.
0: I found one um, characters that don't develop. Yes, like, over the first flatline novel. characters. Yeah. <sighs> They're the worst. Whatever. That's a whole nother problem because The Magicians is a book that you and I oh, no no have problems with. We are very opposite, and I feel that like technically
1: it's not YA, big, but he doesn't <laughs>
0: develop at all. So that's he, not true. <laughs>
1: So another episode for another time.
0: Characters that don't develop over the course of it's got you've got to develop some at least in one book. Mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna read an entire series where you didn't develop for the first two and then you developed all of a sudden in the third
1: one. Yeah, that was three. What villain origin stories? Oh, it was three. Love triangles and characters that don't develop. why we read and just kind of giving you guys an introduction. So join us for our next episode. We're going to be posting these twice a month on the 15th and the 30th of each month. February, we'll figure that out when that comes around. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to be talking about adaptations of YA novels. Adaptations we love, adaptations we hate, and adaptations that we're looking forward to coming up in 2017. And
0: 18.
1: And 18 because there are some in 18 (laughs) that are really exciting and it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. And I think this is gonna be great timing because uh, the adaptation of Everything, Everything comes out uh, this Friday. And so it'll be a great talk that we'll have about whether or not we like them, we don't like them, is this too much of a trend, uh, or is this just the best way for fangirls to extend <laughs> their appreciation and love for all things YA. Follow us on social media. Yeah. I You'll find Kales at at Mosley. On Twitter and on Instagram.
0: You will find Allison at at anima luminosa. And check out our about page to see how that's spelled.
1: Yes. And look for us on our website at whyweya.weebly.com. And you can find our podcast, Yweya on anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Yay. Join us on May 30th for our next episode. I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Now go read the thing.